Good morning. I want to greet each one in Christ's name this morning. Thank you, Ron, for the devotions, the update on the mission. The devotions is a very good uh, springboard for what I felt led to talk about this morning. Um, I didn't campaign for this job to be up here this morning. I would, we were hoping to have someone that... Um, is serving in Haiti to uh, share with us this spring um, on missions and with the violence there, it just didn't work out for them, for him to be able to be here. So this is plan B or plan C this morning. And so missions committee came up with another plan. So anyway, this morning as we think about missions, Ron mentioned that we're all missionaries. I'm sure that's not a new idea to you. Many people have said it before. But what does it mean to be a missionary? I think we often have in our mind of someone who goes to another country. Why do we think that? I looked up the definition, dictionary definition of a missionary, and it says one who is sent on a mission especially one sent to do religious or charitable work in a territory or foreign country. Second definition, one who attempts to persuade or converts others to a particular program, doctrine, or set of principles. A propagandist. Third definition, one who is sent upon a mission, an envoy or messenger. I never thought of a missionary being a propagandist. Is that true? We often have negative connotations, but if you look up the definition of a propagandist, it's someone who votes himself to the spread of a system of principles. We often think of it as in a negative way of someone who's fudging the truth. But in reality, the true definition of a propagandist is, like it says, someone spreading the system of principles. So are we all called to that or not? We often look, in our current culture, we look at ambassadors also. We talk about, we as Christians are ambassadors. So what's the difference between being an ambassador ambassador or a missionary? We think of an ambassador being sent by the government to another country to represent it. Not necessarily propagandize, but to represent the country. Yes, we're called to do that. But we're also called as missionaries. But why are we all missionaries? If missionary is someone going to a foreign land, is that how does that work for those of us believers who are in our home country. But are we in our home country? As Anabaptists, I think we all believe in two kingdoms, the two kingdom concept, the idea that the earthly kingdom that represents all governments and earthly countries, and then the heavenly kingdom is our spiritual kingdom. And if we think about it in that way, even if we're living in the same 
county, the same town we grew up in, aren't we all living in a foreign country when it comes to, in, in a, to a spiritual application? I hope none of you this morning say, well, I just don't feel called to be a missionary. Are we all called? I hope so. Matthew 28, 19-20, we know the Great Commission, but I'm going to read it again. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So, yes, he was saying this to the eleven disciples. In both Matthew and Mark, it clearly says that he's talking to the eleven disciples when he says this. But at the end of it, he says, even to the end of the world. Now, if they had been only if that command was only to his eleven disciples. It would have ended 60 years after the ascension of Jesus when John, the ba- when John, sorry, not John the Baptist, when the disciple John died. The great, the great Commission would have ended, but I don't believe it ended because I believe it was to all believers. And so it's to all of us. Some of us are called, I think, to do it to a greater degree than others. Sometimes because of our giftings, sometimes just what God has in mind for us. But at the end of my message, I'm going to look at four men in the Bible. And I think each one of us are called to something, to a similar path of one of those four men. But the main thrust of my, if there's one idea you leave with this morning, when we think about being a missionary... Think about being called to share the gospel, whether it's in our home area or whether it's in a city close by, or whether it's in a, another country, and maybe all of the above, depending who we are. The idea is, are we a missionary or are we an expat or an expatriate? How many know what that term means? A few of you. How many don't know what the term means? I should do that. All right. So expatriates are people who have chosen to live in another country. Um, Often it's people that are older that have the means to just move there and not have a job. Usually they find warm warm climates. Um, I knew there was a lot of expatriates. I, I... I'm not going to ask to share, but those who have, have lived in Thailand, I believe there are tens of thousands. They, at one point, I found an article that said they believed at one point pre-COVID, there was as many as 40,000 Americans just living in Thailand. They weren't there to work. They weren't there to take America there. They weren't there to spread democracy. They were there simply to enjoy the climate and live out their life. Whereas missionaries go, ambassadors go to represent their country and to potentially even change the people 
to propagandize, as I said. So this morning, as we think about that, are we a missionary or are we simply an expatriate as we live here on earth? When I lived in Guatemala, I would run into them from time to time. There are probably in the thousands of expats or expatriates that live through the Central American countries. And they usually don't have jobs unless it's to serve other expatriates. They often live with a mix of their home culture and some of their adopted culture. But they're not trying to get to know the people well or change people. Does this sound like any Christians you know? They're just simply expats living in this country, living in this world, not trying to stick their heads above, not trying to reach people or tell people about God. If this is describing you, I wouldn't say be ashamed, but ask God, how can I go from being an expatriate in this world to a missionary, to an ambassador? How do I make the Great Commission a part of my daily life? I think we as Mennonites... We struggle with this as much as any other group, Baptist or any other Protestant group. It's much easier to live as an expat than to have to reach out and show God's love and share our testimony to others. It's easy to get caught up in the grind of daily life and, you know, making a living, putting a roof over our heads, food on the table. How do we take care of those essentials but also be ambassadors and missionaries? There are four men this morning, two in the Old Testament and two in the New. Each one, I believe, was a missionary, not just an expatriate in this world. Noah is the first one. The missionary who built a boat. Do we feel like that? Like we're spending a lot of energy, but yet we believe we're in God's will, and yet maybe we don't feel like we're making much of an impact, broadly speaking. I don't believe Noah did not share the gospel with anyone, share the truth of who God was and what his desire for mankind was. In Noah's time, he didn't know, I don't believe, he did not have the Ten Commandments, he did not have the Law of Moses at that point. And so his knowledge of what God desired was very basic, and yet millions on earth did not follow that that simple thing of just loving God and being obedient to him. And in the end, the only person, people that Noah was able to save was his own personal family. And yet, 
I believe Noah was, was faithful to God's call upon his life. He spent a lot of his energy building a boat, and yet it's where God wanted him to be. We are called, most of us, to do manual labor and to teach our families about God. The second man I want to look at is Jonah, the reluctant missionary. I hope this morning that none of you here are a Jonah, that God has called you sometime in the past to serve him, whether it's in a local ministry or somewhere else, and yet you've said, no, I don't want to do it. You may have had a good reason. Jonah thought he had a good reason, I think. These were bad people. Why would he go and preach the gospel? I don't believe it was the distance. Nineveh was only 500 miles from home. He probably could have been there in a month's travel. And yet he, in saying no to God, he turned around and they believed that Tarshish was approximately 2,000 miles from home. So it wasn't the distance. I don't think it was his fear of public speaking. He was a prophet. I believe that he was comfortable with that. But it came down to, I believe, his hatred for the Ninevites and his desire for them to not repent. We can have a lot of reasons. Hopefully none of them are like that. But are we saying no to God? And let us remember that if we do, God may take us through some difficulties just as he did Jonah. Has God nudged us to share the gospel or spend time helping an unfriendly neighbor? Has he called us to come get out of our comfort zone and do something, force us to give up our comfortable lifestyle? Let us not be as Jonah. The four, third one I want to look at is Paul, the 180-degree missionary. Paul had zeal, he had passion. But for part of his life, he was all in and doing what he thought, thought God wanted him to do, but he was not doing what God wanted him to do. But once God, once Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, he took that passion and used it to be in, a, in, in, in the center of God's will. God may do that to us. We may feel that we are right where God wants us and then God shows us that he wants us to go in a new direction. Are we willing to do that, to be obedient to him? The fourth missionary is John, the missionary who couldn't be killed. They persecuted him If I understand right, they tried to kill him on multiple occasions. And yet, John was faithful. He didn't stop serving God, even when he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. I'm sure in his mind he was old, he had gone through so much, and now he was imprisoned on an island. How could God continue to use him? 
to reach people, and yet he did. He would write the book of Revelations, and I don't believe his ministry was simply limited to that. I believe it was probably opportunities to share with other prisoners on the island. So as we think of being a missionary, an ambassador, and not an expat, which of these four are we? Are we willing to do whatever God calls us to? Are we willing to be persecuted? Are we willing to serve? I hope we are. I'd like to look at two passages this morning in closing. Turn with me first to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, and we're beginning at read at verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These Eleven men are no different than we are. There's times where we may struggle with belief. We may even harden our hearts sometimes to what God has called us to do. But God was still, Jesus was still merciful and knew that he would use these men anyway. And the same is true for us. Maybe you look at those who serve in missions as having it all together. But missionaries are no different than any one of us. We have failures. We have struggles. But yet we are all called to share with those that God brings into our life. And then turn with me to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, also beginning at verse 14. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto them, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He, he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. We may think that this verse just applied to Peter, or maybe it just applies to those 
who are ordained. But I believe that each one of us are called to feed his sheep, to share the gospel. Like I said, it looks different for each one of us. Each one of us have different gifts, different callings. But I don't believe God wants any of us to be expatriates and just hunker down and ride it out and take it easy. We're all called to be ambassadors and missionaries. Let us all be faithful in being obedient to that call wherever it takes us, whatever difficulty it brings us, and may we be faithful until he returns. The Lord bless each one of you.